0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you in this podcast about abortion, and I want to talk to you about the recent Planned Parenthood videos that were released by the Center for Medical Progress. It has been a huge debate in our society. It has been a huge discussion. You've seen the videos. You've seen the news reports. You've seen the arguments. Let me give you uh, some perspective that I think will be helpful to you. First of all, I hope that everyone listening to this podcast was absolutely aghast at what they saw, what you saw on those videos. Yes, there were executives for Planned Parenthood who were negotiating deals, essentially, for the body parts of aborted fetuses, uh, aborted babies. And yes, money was being made, and yes, it was callous, and yes, over wine and appetizers at trendy restaurants... Uh, a medical doctor was actually discussing crushing certain parts of a baby's body in order to harvest its organs. Since then, you've seen things that you don't want me to describe here on this podcast um, that are just horrifying. I am grateful for what the Center for Medical Progress has done. I am disgusted that our Congress has not voted yet to defund Planned Parenthood. I think there will be another fight that will come in the fall. That uh forces that are opposed to abortion may win in being able to hold up broader budgeting processes uh, until Planned Parenthood has removed its uh, has been removed from the federal budget as it should be, but a little bit of background here, first of all, I want to make sure that I make the case and remind everyone that the real horror of this these videos, and there are more to come by the way, but the real horror is not just in the selling of the parts, selling of the organs of dead babies. The real horror is, was in the description of abortion itself, and that is nothing new. We have a tendency in America to shift our attention to the least important part of a story. And in this story, sure, it's horrifying to think that Planned Parenthood would be selling organs for the sake of profit. No question they were doing that, and no question that that happens in America. However, I think perhaps the the thing we ought to recall from this whole experience is that abortions were described. The same abortions that have been taking place legally in America since Roe v. Wade was decided in January of 1973 and uh, happened to the tune of about 2,500 a day in America. If you just look at Planned Parenthood's official stats, They do almost 1,000 abortions a day nationwide. So they're they're almost half of the American abortion industry. Now, those are not official stats. Those are mine. I'm just going by their numbers, and I can put 365 (laughs) days a year uh, into about 350,000 abortions a year. That's how I came up with that. So bear in mind that this has been done legally every day since Roe v. Wade, and was done illegally in many states before that, and it was done uh, as a medical practice in some form even back uh, before the American Civil War. Abortion has quite a history, as many of you will know, that ranges all the way back to uh, the beginning, the dawn of time. Babies have been killed, sacrificed, put on city walls in Rome, thrown into rivers. When they were undesirable in a society, it's only recently that we've moved that entire process into a more uh, private, sanitary, uh, medical facility, which now, of course, means that it's also hidden. But the main point that I want to make here, as I make my first point, is simply that you remember that what you're most horrified about on these videos is not so much the sale of organs; it is simply the process of abortion as a whole. Yes. Babies are partially pulled out of wombs and then killed. Yes, they are partially born and then their brains are suctioned out of their skulls. Yes, they are crushed. Yes, they are cut up into small pieces. Uh, yes, all of this happens. Uh, there are human beings walking the earth right now who have actually survived abortions and were discovered behind abortion clinics, uh, still breathing. This, is, this actually happened years and years ago. We have those stories. So uh, I, I want to make sure that you're clear that what you're seeing on those videos, what horrifies most of you, is simply the process of abortion itself. In a sense, and please don't, please don't think I'm in any way in favor of this, in a sense, it doesn't really matter if the organs are sold after the baby's killed. The most horrific thing, the most immoral thing, the thing that ought to be the most criminal, is that babies are actually killed, pulled from the womb, and killed. And this happens to the tune of about 2,500 babies a day in America. If we would think about that, if we would make that front and center of our news cycle, if we were aware of that, if that was any other 2,500 people being killed, the world would be outraged. If ISIS killed 2,500 people a day, if uh, 2,500 African Americans in this country were killed by uh, each other or by uh, policemen, We would be horrified. Uh, If any 2,500 people uh, a day were killed, we would be enraged. That's a faster rate than in almost any war in America over a long period of time. But no, the problem is we go to sleep. The problem is we aren't paying attention to it. The problem is we don't remember it. The problem is that it's done in clinics and in private ways. And I have no no desire to shame uh, people in some inappropriate way. Uh, who are connected to the industry. But I, I hope that you're aware aware of the Dr. Gosnell situation uh, in which in his clinic, babies were in toilets, babies were in formaldehyde, uh, babies were, their parts were left laying around. It was a house of horrors. And of course, there's not only been a criminal prosecution in that case, but there's also going to be a movie, which I think will be very valuable to us. So just make sure you hang on to the broader point And that is not so much that organs were being sold, but that that's what abortion is. And it's being done around the country to the tune of about 2,500 a day. I think there might be more. And when you add in the fact that fertilized eggs are terminated by RU-486 and other abortion pills, you probably have even more uh, babies being aborted in the course of a day. But all I'm focusing on right now Are those children who are actually pulled from the womb before their proper time and put to death? That's happening, and I hope you'll hang on to the horror of that situation. the The other thing, the second point I want to make about this entire situation with the Center for Medical Progress and Planned Parenthood, is that Planned Parenthood has long been built on an idea, a, a vision of adjusting the social balance racially in America. I hope that you will read a book on Margaret Sanger. I hope it will be the book by George Grant called Killer Angel, a fine book. He documents Margaret Sanger's life. He tells of her vision. She was, she is known as the mother of Planned Parenthood and she is somebody that many of our current statesmen admire. Hillary Clinton deeply admires her, but I hope it will enrage you to know that Margaret Sanger spoke of undesirable races. She did not think that blacks were fit to live. She wanted the mentally infirm. She wanted certain ethnicities. She wanted the physically deformed to be uh, merged out of the gene pool, uh, perhaps not shot right there on the street, but certainly kept. From reproducing, she would like to have eradicated the black race entirely. She cooperated with Nazi doctors. She worked she spoke to Plan par- I'm sorry to the KKK. She uh, was unapologetic about the fact that there were undesirable races. She called them human weeds, and said that they should be uh, kept from reproducing. She absolutely was a white supremacist, And abortion was a tool of keeping certain races from reproducing so that we had only the quote-unquote desirable races, she used the word thoroughbreds, reproducing in America. And Planned Parenthood has not distanced itself from Margaret Sanger's vision. In fact, they give out the Margaret Sanger Award every so often, Hillary Clinton was a recipient of one of them. The final thing I wanna say is I want you to know why I care personally about abortion so much. My father was a U.S. Army officer. My mother was uh, an army wife. Obviously, they had the finest medical care available to them, Uh, and they were uh, a happy, prosperous couple in the 1950s. My mother lost three or four children to uh, to miscarriage, and I think there was one stillbirth, and then I was conceived. When my mother went to the doctor at St. Francis Hospital in Columbus, Georgia, she was told that probably she should let the doctors take me because my her pregnancy with me might cost her her life. She chose not to for reasons I won't go into now. She was uh, not particularly uh, had not taken a position on either, uh, either side of the, the abortion issue. That, again, this was the 1950s. It hadn't come very much front and center in our society. It probably was something she perceived to be a medical procedure, necessary in some cases, not necessary in others, uh, that doctors decided. She probably had no views. But she did decide to carry me to full term, despite the encouragement of her doctors to have an abortion. And she did carry me. And when I say I was perfect, I'm not making any commentary on my, you know, any of my traits or gifts or personality. I'm simply saying, uh, given the Abgar score they now use, the rating of babies as to their health, I was a perfect baby in that sense. And uh, so you can understand that while I am pro life and anti abortion, because I am a Christian who understands from Scripture that babies are viable moral beings whom God regards to be entities, to be human uh, himself, and that this counsel from the, the the book, the pages that are the guide to my faith would be enough. I am also pro-life because I recognize that had there been unrestricted abortion, had my mother, for example, not had a choice, uh, had there not been... Um, Had she not had some sense that she should contend for her son's life, uh, I would not have been born. So I've lived my whole life aware of that, and I've lived my whole life aware that many others uh, of maybe different skin color from me, different types, different personalities, different genders, are being uh, killed in the womb. So because I'm a Christian, because I was almost aborted myself— because I have watched many, many films through the years, seen many, many pictures uh, like the kind we now see of Planned Parenthood. Uh, I've been a pro-life activist since um, the age of 18. I, I recognize that every day, somewhere between two and 3,000 probably, Babies are being killed much in the same way you see in the Planned Parenthood videos. I think it's monstrous. I think it's barbarous. I'm stunned. We can even have calm conversation about it on our news shows. I'm absolutely stunned that Cecile Richards, the head of Planned Parenthood, can say the things that she does. I'm shocked that more of us don't know about the history of Planned Parenthood and what it does and about the horrors of abortion. And I have to say, as a man who works very actively in the African-American community, I'm very surprised by the African-American pastors who are so stridently pro-abortion when most of the babies aborted in America are African-American, by far, and when that was exactly what Margaret Sanger, an unreserved racist, wanted. Now, this may be one of the more imbalanced podcasts that I've ever recorded, but I cannot be balanced on the issue of abortion. I'm stridently opposed to it, uh, not just for personal reasons, but for biblical reasons, for scientific reasons, and for the reasons of just plain human dignity. Now, I want to urge you to do a few things. I would like to ask you to go onto my website, Stephen Mansfield TV, and sign up for our a subscription list. You will get a weekly newsletter. There are other benefits coming. There are courses that we're going to be launching soon online. And uh, you'll also be able to participate in some activism that we will be engaging in. Go on StephenMansfield.tv, get on our distribution list. We won't bug you, we won't sell it. I think you know what I'm about on these issues, but we will be in contact with you and help you hopefully to live a richer life and to make a bigger difference in this world. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv or and greatman.us, and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.